This is a summary on the first sikh of Parsha Shlach and Lukut Sikhais Chelek Yud Gimel. This Parsha is very well known for having the story of the spies where Moshe Rabbeinu decides on his own and Hashem tells him that do as you wish, do as you please, send as you will to the spies to the promised land to scout out the land and see how to conquer the land and what is the most um, expeditious way of going about doing the mitzvah of conquering, of transforming the land of Canaan into the land of Yisrael, of Eretz Yisrael. That's what this, and of course they sinned and the spies came back and gave a negative report and said we will not be able to conquer this land and it's so difficult and it's impossible. And the nation of Israel accepted the report and they were punished that they were all going to die out in the desert. What's the parsha is less known for is the mitzvot contained in this week's Torah portion. There are mitzvahs, as a matter of fact, there's three mitzvahs out of the 613. And to be honest, two of those are very fundamental, major mitzvahs in the Torah, transformative, um, relevant to the entirety of the fulfillment of commandments. One of those is the commandment of do not stray after your heart and after your eyes. This is a, a commandment which plays a great role in a Jew's life, one who wants to be loyal to the Torah. And the other mitzvah is the mitzvah of tzitzis, the mitzvah to wear the tzitzis, the tassels, which the Torah says that when you wear it, it will remind you of all 613 commandments and it will keep you uh, in check and you will guard yourself and, and fulfill all the 613 commandments. And the question is, what are the relevance between these two topics? And in fact, the name of the Torah portion captures the entirety of the Torah portion. The name of the Torah portion, of course, is Shalach, which means send, you shall send, or you may send. And the and in Judaism, a name is very, very important. That's why the Hebrew name is so important, that a person should retain the Hebrew name. The godly energy Per, uh, that a, of an object is derived from the Hebrew name. The Talmud relates that Rabbi Meir was very particular in studying people's names and he was able to learn their characteristics from their name. It was uncanny, the things that he was able to un, uh, uncover just by knowing the person's name. A person's name really will decide the trajectory of the life and uh, and so to everything in the world, and how much more so in the Torah portion. So the name of the Torah portion is about the story of the spies, and uh, particularly the mission of Moshe of sending the spies. And the question is, how does that capture and contain, and what is the connection to the mitzvahs um, contained therein? Now, of course, in a spiritual sense, entering the land of Israel really represents the entirety of what we do in Judaism as well. It's also extremely general um, because the the purpose of creation and us fulfilling the commandments is in order to make a dwelling place for God in this world. God should feel at home in the world, in the physical. Um, in terms of pure spirituality and meditation, then we would go to a mountaintop and meditate or the angels would do a great job. The purpose of the world, however, and the mitzvahs, is to integrate and to bring God, and God says, I want to feel at home in the world. And each one of the 613 takes another aspect of this world and of our being and makes it a home for Hashem. That is the 
what we're trying to accomplish in life in in the fulfillment of the Torah. So when Hashem tells us to conquer the land of Israel, this is a very general concept that take the physical land, a corrupt and decadent land, as a matter of fact, the land of Canaan, and transform it into Eretz Yisrael, into Eretz HaKadosh, into the Holy Land of Israel. So it's very apropos. There's an immediate connection. However, ultimately, that's a spiritual concept, and it's not a mitzvah. And it's hard to compare a spiritual idea of a lesson to an actual mitzvah, an imperative telling you to do something. And uh, the, the mitzvahs themselves tell us to do the mitzvahs. What, why does shalach and what is the lesson that shalach has that is relevant to the mitzvahs, the important mitzvah of wearing tzitzis and lisosudu? And by the way, there's another mitzvah of hafrashas chala, which uh, which could be defined in general as the Jewish home and kosher. Um, how is that contained? What's the practical lesson from shlach uh, to how we go about fulfilling the mitzvahs? And the Rebbe says that there are two or even three general lessons that this contains. And in fact, it's the introduction that before you go about doing the mitzvot, one should first do the following um, preparation, at least mentally, and this will allow them to be able to go ahead now and do the mitzvahs. One of them is that a person has to know with full certainty and knowledge that if Hashem commanded you to do something, you have the ability to do it. Don't question whether you have the ability or not. You absolutely know that by definition, if God told you to do it, even a human being wouldn't command another human being to do something if he didn't think he's able to do it, especially if you made that human being. Let's say one invents a machine to do something. Clearly, you're going to give it that ability to do it, and it has the ability to do it. So if Hashem commanded us to do it, a person has to be totally and absolutely aware and knowledgeable that they are able to do it. Ah, it looks like it's impossible. It seems insurmountable. A person has to know that 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 he has to just figure it out because it is, he knows with absolute certainty that it is possible and he just has to figure out how. So when the, when the spies came back and said, we won't be able to do it, that was the sin. But Moshe, what was Moshe's intent? The pure, beautiful intent of Moshe when he said, when he sent out this, the, the spies, the word shlach, sending out the spies, that was a beautiful intent, that he had absolute knowledge that he's able to conquer it. If Moshe had a, even a, had a notion that it's, that it's possible that we won't be able to conquer it, in other words, it would have to be totally reliant on miracles, then there's no point in sending spies. Moshe Rabbeinu knew that even though he may have heard that it was impossible, it doesn't matter. He knows that it is possible, and he's sending spies in order to figure out what is the best way and how we're going to go about doing our mission. What the spies should have done is also have had that clear knowledge that Moshe had that they would be able to definitely fulfill the mission and then just figure out how to get it done. And this is so important when we approach our mission and our task of, and our duty of fulfilling the tide of knowing that it's absolutely possible we just have to figure out how, and it's so important to figure out how. Don't just sit there and rely on miracles. Take ownership. Take absolute ownership over the mitzvahs that we are given, and a person should take complete and total ownership and say, how am I going to figure it out in the world of nature? What am I going to do about it? 
And with, with that, they will definitely go ahead and then be successful. Um, a part of this lesson is even the negative that came out of, of it, which was the spies were so willing and able. And, you know, they were part of the Jewish people. They were even leaders within the Jewish people. And they said, Nasev and Nishma. They said, first they said, we will do. And then they said, we will listen. In other words, they completely accepted the word of Hashem without even understanding it. And yet, look how low they were able to fall, that they didn't believe that we'd, we would be able to conquer the land of Israel. So this is, even from the negative part of it, a lesson that a person should not be cocky and 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 don't believe in yourself and don't say, I got this covered. Always question yourself and keep yourself on your toes and be aware that you may fall and crumble and therefore, God forbid, and therefore keep, keep your your uh, your spine straight and uh, and be very strong in in knowing that Hashem is has your back and don't give up hope based on anything that you see challenged come before you the other lesson that the Rebbe points us to that this is an introduction to the fulfillment of mitzvahs is that before you go about doing a mitzvah, you have to prepare for that moment. And you have to know the mitzvah inside out. You have to traverse the mitzvah, like they traverse the land of Israel. You have to walk up and down. You have to study the terrain. You have to understand the mitzvah. You have to understand the content of the mitzvah. What are you trying to accomplish? You have to meditate beforehand. The chassidim, before they used to go into the Rebbe, they used to spend years of preparation. Why? Because that moment when you enter in, if you appreciate what's happening, you're going to be able to absorb it all. You're going to be able to take it all in. It's going to be able to transform you. So when a, per- a Jew prepares for a holiday, for example, the more preparation you do for that holiday, the more that moment is going to impact you. The mitzvah itself, of course, is the holiday. But the only way to have that effect is to truly connect with the mitzvah beforehand and to prepare yourself and to understand the mitzvah inside and out. In conclusion, the Rebbe asks the question that, being that these are such fundamental preparations for the mitzvot, why did Hashem not command Moshe to do this, to send the spies? Hashem told him, if you want to send the spies, send the spies. Is it optional? Seemingly, of course, you have to study the mitzvah before, and you have to live with the mitzvah before you go ahead and do the mitzvah. And surely a person has to be aware that it's possible to do the mitzvah, and should do everything in their power to to see how it works out in the realm of nature and how he's going to get it done in the real world because he's confident that Hashem has given him the power. These are so important and necessary and vital. So why exactly is didn't Hashem command him? And the answer is very simple. It's obvious. It's in our face because these are thi- these things capture the essence of what a Jew is supposed to be doing. It's called taking initiative. It's called being a partner with God in creation. Like we mentioned before, the purpose of creation is for us not to just be receivers, but to be givers, so to speak, and to and to take this initiative. So Hashem gives us a mitzvah, fine. but And the mitzvah is to eat matzah on Pesach, for example. But you have to prepare for that moment. Hashem's not going to start telling you prepare for the moment. That is something that you have to totally own. You have to own the mitzvah and 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 have it have a real effect on your life and take ownership over your life. And so to the other lesson, the first lesson that we learned, that a person has to take ownership and say that and understand that if Hashem told me it's I, I'm able to get it done, I'll get it done. I I don't see how I could get it done. That's your mission in life. 
and 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 Hashem can command you to do that. That's totally your job. And of course, when you do it, it's a it's it pleases Hashem. But that's the purpose of creation is for you and for uh, for us, the Jewish people, and for us to take initiative and to arrive at these things on our own and arrive at the mitzvah. Arrive at the mitzvah. So when we know that we were able to fulfill the mitzvah, we just figure out how to get it done. That's us arriving at the mitzvah. And when we, as well as the second lesson of us preparing ourselves for the mitzvah and allowing the mitzvah to affect us in a deep internal way, that is us owning the mitzvah and to own something you can't be commanded. And on the contrary, that's our purpose in creation to be givers and to be partners with Hashem in this beautiful world in creation.